small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Village in Crisis. I'm joined this week once again by a man who once bit me when I was trying to help him off the floor after he was set upon by some rugby players he'd insulted. A man who is single-handedly killing this podcast and has introduced so few new listeners from Sweden I'm beginning to question whether or not he actually lives there. Hello, Lee. Hello, Neil. How are you? Very well. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, lovely intro. Thank you. It's been midsummer. Well, it's midsummer all over the northern hemisphere, but midsummer's a big deal in Sweden. How many yeah. virgins have you sacrificed? Uh, we sacrificed no virgins, but we did do that thing where we dressed up the maypole in uh, leaves and flowers and uh, put it into the ground to demonstrate a large penis and pair of balls penetrated in the earth mm. a, a sign of fertility i believe is that what the maypole is yeah it's a, a pagan uh what's it called ritual a, pag, a pagan ritual for uh fertility i believe oh wow uh, and did you have a nice midsummer shots. yeah um me my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law hit the schnapps hard mm. at lunch whilst eating pickled fish um i really enjoy it there isn't the schnapps i don't enjoy really i said aniseed's a bit oh, i find that a bit new what but, about um, the we had uh, schnapps in copenhagen and one of them was absolutely disgusting uh yeah i mean you do get the odd random disgusting one but i'll still drink it mm um and i think that was part of the problem uh my wife was pretty fed up with the amount i was drinking oh dear have you let her down yeah yeah that's exactly the words she used you've let it, me down is again. this podcast again. basically becoming a vehicle for you to apologize for your wife on a weekly basis i'm not apologizing i'm not apologizing for this it's midsummer it's like not drinking at new year's or christmas oh, yeah it's as for me midsummer is as big as new year's bigger i enjoy midsummer more Ooh. it wasn't excessive i had like maybe two free drinks more than everyone else okay i'm gonna say Just drinks, you over like the a glass of wine but i fell counting? asleep didn't i i fell asleep on the sofa that was the, the the major crime of the weekend how's your ice cream business going good good uh we set up on when tuesday tuesday last week i think it was well, this week, yeah, well, oh, yeah, this week just gone because it's Sunday. Um, yeah, sales are better than they were last year. So, oh, and today we, uh, I wasn't there, but um, I went onto our Instagram account, um, which is Stund Bleeder. If anyone, wants yeah, I don't think you're going to get many people picking up on that. <laughs> I can spell it. No, no need. Um, yeah, so anyway. you went on to your. I went onto our uh, Instagram uh, account and mm-hmm. um, we'd been tagged in three 
pictures by a celebrity foodie who has a summer house on the same island. And she said, along lines of, fantastic that we have a deli on the island. Wow. Uh, and yeah, a big foodie, big name. Um, What's this person's name? Yeah, big foodie. Big like foodie me, is this name. another lie? <laughs> no, no, I, I just couldn't remember her name. I got it, hello, hello, it's not a lie. Keep talking about something else, and I'll find out. Well, that um, Jessica Frey is her name. Oh, Jessica Frey, the foodie. Yeah, yeah. Person. Uh, and I got absolutely bitten to fuck by mosquitoes this weekend. Uh, Are you not I've putting? Got the, no, I, I got to the stage where I'm like, like Sarah's my wife's dad, my father-in-law. Yeah. Where he doesn't put anything on, he just seems to ride through it. Doesn't have any problems. And I thought, right, I'm at that stage now. And every summer, I'm um, clearly not ready no, for that. Well, it's just moronic. Like, if you're getting bitten, it's a problem. Put some stuff on. Yeah. Well, you know, you live and learn. Yeah, you do. Well, you know, I've, um, you know, I like stats. I've been reading yeah. about what makes a successful podcast this week in a bid to drive us and gear us towards some form of success. Here's some interesting um, interesting stats for you. Yep. If your podcast has more than 32 downloads within seven days, you're in the top 50% of all podcasts. I don't know if that's, that means there's a lot of shit podcasts. It, it must be. Really good. Yeah, there must be. Tell me we're in the top 50. We're in the top 50. <laughs> that's something, I suppose. Are we in the top 10? No, but I think we could get there. Well, that's the aim, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing it for the listeners. I just want to like share stories and impart stuff that people can find enjoyable. Okay. For example, well, we're looking after, I can tell you something that's quite funny. Um, yeah. We just got back from the country house and we're looking after our neighbours. We've got an English family living on the street across from us looking after their dog, a little Jack Russell thing. And he got out of the car. We let him into our house. He went straight up to our white curtains and pissed on them indoors. <laughs> That's Jack Russell's for you. Yeah, law unto themselves. Because I, I went and parked the car, which is our spot's just around the corner from our house. And I, as I come around the corner, Astrid stood on the like grass verge with Bobby, Jack Russell. Yeah. Um, and I said, what are you doing here? She went, mum's spazzing out. Bobby just pissed on the curtains. <laughs> In a house, that's about, it's about 100 degrees as well because all the windows have been closed. Disappointing. Disappointing. So listen, my tomatoes look like they're dying as well because the neighbour hasn't watered them. Oh, you can't trust people. You can't. That is, that's my motto. You can't trust people. If you I, get, I barely trust myself. If you get more than five thousand and ninety-seven downloads yeah. in a week, you're in the top one percent of all podcasts. Five thousand and ninety-seven. Yeah. That's doable, isn't it? Yeah. This foodie, she's got over a hundred thousand followers. Oh. If she just could ask like five thousand of them to download yeah 
then we're in the top one percent. We we need people with. I mean, you tried that with this Eric character, didn't you? You tried getting somebody with a bit more stage presence, more followers online, thinking yeah. that he'd put it out there, and then it, like, oh, you know, if you give it ten percent of his, how many followers did he have? He's. I'd say he's the only person worse than you at promoting this podcast. <clears throat> How many pod, how many listen how many followers does he have on Instagram? I don't know. Ten thousand. Ten you've fucked me over for someone with ten thousand followers. What have you got? Two hundred? Well it's nearly six hundred, but that's not the point. Like it's if I perfectly you, the point. Oh, well, statistically I'm doing better because you said he's worse than me, he's got more followers. Well, yeah, that's true. That's Sorry. true. Yeah, whatever. Um, do you want some questions of the week? That there's um, a big. I know we've touched on this before, but I, I don't think I've really paid enough attention to how important the fish and chip shop is to people in this village. Um, there's always a lot of talk about it. The first question is fish and chip shop related. Has we're anyone? Doing... Oh, what? Go on. No, we're doing questions. Yeah. So this is a question from. From someone on the Facebook page. Right. Has anyone noticed that the fish and chip shop in Histon has seriously gone downhill? The batter isn't light anymore, but now stodgy, and the fish is dry. With the previous three months, we have ordered twice, and on both occasions been very disappointed. We'll not be ordering from them again. It's very sad. There is nothing worse than a bad fish and chips. Nothing worse. Nothing worse. Nothing worse than bad fish and chips. Nothing worse than a bad fish and chips. When it comes to food, because I know you're going to turn around and say, like, uh, you know, the Holocaust, something like that, right? Yeah, that was worse. (laughs) (laughs) That was bad, yeah. That was bad. Um, But a bad fish and chips, I don't think there'd be many people that disagree with me that there's nothing worse when it comes to food or a meal time or something like that. Fishing bad fish and chips is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Well, someone came on and said had some two weeks ago, scrumptious as usual. <laughs> That's why I always went with a fucking spam fritter. Yeah. Yeah. And and someone else came on. I'm I'm not going through the whole thread. There's actually there's twenty comments on this. Yeah. But um someone came on and said, Calm down, no need to put it on Facebook. Um and then the original post had doubled down and said, sorry if it caused offence. I was just interested to hear if anyone else had noticed. And I am very sad. I'm with the people that didn't have good fish and chips and are genuinely upset about it. I'm with them. Mm. I, my grandmother used to live in Hunstanton. 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 And, uh, and uh, my, I took my wife there with uh, the kids when they were small. Mm for the first time and uh, I was like I'll go my dad doesn't really like it that much anymore he doesn't have to go there because my nan's not alive but I, okay. I thought oh I'll give him a glass down memory lane um and I, I took them to like what I thought was the best fish and chip place in Hunstanton yeah and my, my dad had driven in a bit later on to to meet us and he then met up with us at the place and he just walked up and go what the fuck are you doing here this is the worst fish and chip shop in Hunstanton <laughs> and that I was—I must admit—I was enjoying my fish and chips up until that point. And then he put his opinion on to me, 
and I was devastated. I went, yeah, you're right, these are shit. Well, doesn't that, well, that shows a couple of things. One, you are very easily led. Um, and two, you know, opinions are just that. If you like it and someone else doesn't, it shouldn't make you not like it. I think, like, in hindsight, I was looking at it and I was thinking maybe I was just convincing myself I was liking it because it was a sort of, I remember my nan taking me there once. But mm. I think he was right. They were shit. Plus, Sarah didn't take fish and chips. He took a salad, a cheese and a ham salad. A salad <laughs> in a fish and chip shop in Hunstanton. Now yeah. that, I can't imagine, now that is going to be worse than bad fish and chips. And the thing was, I love the way she sat there and I tried not to, like, mock now, like, we've been together a lot longer so i'll probably mock her a bit more and call her an idiot for it but i was just sat there went oh no yeah yeah i've been done over there the cheese and the ham were obviously like that you know pre-packaged stuff that just yeah sweating i'd imagine cut yeah. into squares and they haven't even bothered to sort of like separate them so they were sort of dumped on top in like a leaning tower of cheese and ham pizza well, four um, hours four hours before this question on this fish and chip shop, um, somebody else asked a question. Does anyone know when we are going to get our chip shop? When will it finally open? Three question marks. Or is it like the old house with all the scaffolding? Never. Um, just to give you some context, there's an old house in the village that's got lots of scaffolding around it and no work's being done on the house. OK, because it sounded like she wanted a house with scaffolding. Yeah. Does anyone know when we are getting our chip shop? When will it finally open? Three question marks. Or is it like the old house with all the scaffolding? Never. Do you think that's going to be an open house when it's done? In what way? Well, she's expecting the old house to be open, is he? I don't know. I don't know. But this is someone else that's very disappointed about the chip shop. I just wanted to touch on that, Lee. It's clearly a major issue in the village and one that I'm not taking seriously enough. Um, I, I'd say that's one of the things I miss from, from England is like the, the fish and chip shop. There aren't many mm. things I miss. I do like We've today, got... it's bacon go on. and I, I would like to go down the pub and have a nice pint. Like, mm. you know, down by the Thames, watch the punters going by and, you know, whatnot. No one's gonna, oh, OK, the Thames in Oxford. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the Thames in London. Like, no one's going to punt down the Thames in London. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking long punt. <laughs> um, there's been a chance for some of the the lighter hearted stroke comedians to um, have their say on the Village Facebook, this Village Facebook page this week. I'll read you the comments and then. You can tell me. I'll read you some of the responses and you can just rate them for me on funny or not. OK, you just want funny or not funny. Well, I mean, you'll you'll gab on and ignore what I've asked you to do anyway. But along those lines. Um, well, I'll there try was a and high stick t- with your concept. Yeah, <laughs> I've interrupted you before you get going. I saw you took a deep breath as well. And, you, and I just I just left it. It was like a it was a reflex. I'm sorry. OK, have you finished? <laughs> Yeah, go on, I'm listening. I'm going to say funny or not funny. Or do you want me to say like one to five or one to ten? You tell uh, me well, how you want me to do it. And I'll do it. Freestyle. Well, let me read the fucking comment and then you can tell okay. me what the what you think the responses are. OK. And on. I know you're going to interrupt as soon as I start. So do you want to do it now? No, no, no. I'm not going to. I've got too much respect for you. <laughs> well, there was a heightened group. Oh, fucking no, man. 
the thing is, I had to start then just so you could get that out of your system. Otherwise, I'm never going to read it. Well, there was a heightened degree of excitement on the estate this morning. About 7am, a suspiciously clean white transit pulled up opposite our house, along with two other cars. Some very purposeful looking people got out of their vehicles and headed off down the street. Then the side slide door of the white van opened fully to reveal a whole side of manned TV monitors, receivers and other things that light up. I reckon NASA would have been envious. So, does anyone have any idea what was going on or maybe have a guess? I welcome humorous aside to plenty, dear fellow residents. Okay, I'm in, I'm in, I'm ready, intrigued. Okay, so first person, first response, distraction burglary, four question marks? No. No. Um, police surveillance vehicles, question mark? Probably the right answer. Mm. Uh, TV licence people? Yeah. yeah. When are the funny ones coming? Guess what, well, the next comment, um, they went TV licensing, question mark, and then lol and the laughing emoji. Okay, no, you're not finding that one funny? No. Okay, how about this one? Probably about to drag an elderly pensioner by the scruff of their neck from their house while being surrounded by armed police as they had the audacity to turn their TV on when their licence ran out on 31st of May. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 the thing is, whoever wrote that didn't mean for it to be funny. No, they didn't. That's the thing. First funny <laughs> one. Yeah, is the one that's serious. That's why we're doing this podcast. Cause yeah. When people try to be funny about it, it don't work. We need yeah. genuine. We need genuinity. I mean, we've really—that's a made-up word. We've really. Um... <laughs> I can't believe you nearly got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> but we've, like, you hit the nail on the head there. Trying to be funny doesn't work, and that's why. This podcast is on its ass. Anyway, next person, knock on the side of the van and ask them if they'd like a cup of tea. Oh, okay. Um, monitoring of supposedly homeworking South Cam's District Council staff. Uh, okay. Political. See, that's a bit loaded. That the uh, I'll give you a bit of background. The local authority, South Cam's District Council, have gone to a four-day working week as you can imagine that you know proper old schoolers cannot get their head around that being something that can work um that's bizarre isn't it because <clears throat> i mean it's a it's a generational thing i think we've touched on something similar in, yeah. in the last couple of pods but oh yeah it was about being clipped around the ear and all that business mm. but I mean, it wasn't that long ago we had a uh, six-day work week. Mm. It wasn't that long ago that people were working half days on Sundays. You know? So we were only going in one direction, and I think yeah. a four-day work week is the right way to go. I mean, what's the point? Like, people, Life should be enjoyed. And yeah. If you can get your job done, it's much better. It, it, work hard for it should be output-driven. So if you're given a job and you can do it in that amount of time, who cares how long it takes you to do it? Exactly. I think that's exactly it. And, and if you had results-based uh, targets to hit, whether it be do this report or 
make these sales or whatever and you empty these bins empty these bins and you and you hammered it out in half a day and you've given yourself another three and a half days to crack on why the fuck not what, what's, yes what's stopping you that's the I suppose you don't want a surgeon do. going in with that approach do you <laughs> <laughs> i'll have this appendix out in 20 minutes <laughs> I, can, I can do this in no time at all well most i don't know maybe that's how long an appendix operation takes but yeah he knows but I don't like, that's the one thing I didn't like when I worked in the restaurant business was the higher up you got and then you start to get into management levels. It was like, let you're in a meeting and they, someone would always say, let's let's put that down on paper and we'll have a meeting about it. And I'm just thinking, just can we just not make a fucking decision on it now? Can we just get it over and done with? And it's because people don't want to go down there and actually do the job, which is taking yeah. care of the customers, the guests. All they need to do is float around and spread out their whole work week. So it's only people anyway, that don't want to work that don't like that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's a mobile HQ, so they can send a drone up and monitor pothole depth. Biggest pothole wins a prize. Drone only works within a thousand metre radius of the HQ. They go village to village, which is why it's taken so long to get to this village. Okay. No? Um, okay. About, okay. Here's the next one. Ooh. I know. Can you hear two mice talking from inside? And then are you pondering what I'm pondering or I'm going out to take over the world? A pinky in the brain reference. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, right. Because I Were honestly thought mice? that. Yes. One of them was a mouse, wasn't it? Brain was a mouse. Pinky. Was yeah. Mouse. Pinky and brain. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But that was the whole thing, wasn't it? I'm going to take over the world. Yeah. But were they ever in a, a HQ then? Don't know. Um, well, there must be some dodgy people on that estate for laughing emojis. You're getting no um, emojis from me on that one. Yeah. Just an angry uh, emoji. It's an outside broadcast unit set up to monitor the activities of the village youth following the end of exams, sitting on benches, talking a bit loud, raising money for charity, being young. Down with no. this sort of thing. No. No, you don't like it. Um, they've had a tip funny. of the aliens have landed in the village. Who's they? <laughs> the, the people, uh, Sam Smith. Sam Smith. Did you um, see the his people, stage dive? Yeah. No one caught him. No. Um, no chance. Uh, they are the people in the white van, I suppose. Fish of them. <laughs> um, it's the cat catchers. They've invested in lots of technology. The cats need catching. Oh, the stray cats in the village. Farm cats. Farm cats. Um, uh, someone's put by putting it on WhatsApp. You've completely ronied their undercover surveillance operation. <laughs> That's pretty. I just that one word. Yeah. Been waiting um, for something to work to get, to laugh with. Um, Spring watch revisited after all the houses were built. No. Nah. This is and, and then someone said, this is better. No judgment, no barbed and direct criticisms and funny to boot. Keep it up. Yeah. What do you think it could have been, Neil? Oh, Clearly, ooh, that's, for me, they, they were making a pawn. What like, do I think it could have been? Or whatever it's called. I don't know who who has lots a bank of screens in the back of a transit van i'd imagine they were surveying something 
<laughs> That's my guess. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say it was the police, right? I don't know. Well, no, like it could be like a road survey or survey of buildings or something. I don't know. I don't really care. I just wanted to read you the comments because uh, we've none got a thread to get onto. Yeah, because none of them were funny, really. No. Sorry. No, that, I just wanted to give you an example of the lighter side of the Village Facebook page. OK, but I want to get into the more dark stuff where people turn on each other and we see into the the, the pure essence of their souls. And well, how, like mean spirit it is. Well, we have got we I've tempted you with this the last couple of weeks, but we're we're going to talk about uh, what's going on in Liverpool, a borough of Liverpool. We've had someone send in a thread from there. Are we allowed um, to say which like which town? borough? It's a borough called Egbeth. Okay. Um. So it starts with Rita raging. I am raging, sitting in festival gardens with a friend this evening, watching the heron and the moorhens with their chicks. Along comes a bunch of scowls of a little kid in a pushchair. They get out their weed and start smoking. I'm not a crank. I'm not bothered what anyone does. Fair play to them. But it's a big space. Why sit on top of us and do it? Then a foreign gentleman with a crutch arrives and his dog goes tearing into the water, chasing the ducks and moorhens. I ask him to call it out because of the ducklings and chicks. He says, dog is hunter. This is nature. I say again about the ducklings, but the scowls are now cheering the dog on. That dog's a beast. My friend dragged me away before I could take them up on that. What is the matter with people? That is a fantastic start to uh, what can I can only imagine is going to be very, very interesting, Fred. There's a lot to unpick. Isn't there there? is, so, and I also I want to start with a bit I don't understand. Scows sounds scowls. like nor- northern. Uh, what's the word? Uh, slang. Slang. A scow like would be a scally, wouldn't it? What's a scally? Break that. A scally is like a little wrongdoer. I'd imagine Burberry cap and Sports Direct attire. Pair of Adidas bottoms. Yeah. Burberry cap. Maybe yeah. a chain. Perhaps. Right. That's what I've got in mind anyway. So let's go back to the start. She's raging. That's She's raging. Her. Yeah. She's sitting yeah. in the gardens with a friend this evening, watching the heron and the moorhens with their chicks. Along comes a bunch of scows with a little kid in a pushchair. They get out their weed and start smoking. Now, this is the bit I like. She contradicts herself straight away. I'm not a crank. I'm not bothered what anyone does. Why sit on top of us and do it? <laughs> Hold on. Someone's bothered. Uh, she's bothered. And oh, I mean, we can fast forward straight away to the to the dog, the dog running into the lake. She's bothered about that. She's seriously bothered about that. She had to be dragged away by her friend. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, she's nearly there. She's near. I'm nearly all right with her. And I'll tell you why. I wouldn't have enjoyed the scallywallies coming along and sparking up some doobies i mean she's in her garden right do they are there not any no places? no festival garden so i assume that's a park they haven't come and sat in her garden and oh, okay yeah, started yeah. smoking okay so they're in festival garden she's just sitting there watching the herons and their chicks yeah some scouts have come up and uh pushed her little 
baby in the push chair and have yeah. started sp- sparking up. Yeah. See, I would have just said, and I like it's big park guys. Could you not, you know, what? Do you know, I would have, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have got up and moved off if it bothered me. That see, that is the point. If it is a big park, and you're that bothered, you've got two options. You can go and start conflict, can't you? And say, look, guys, piss off. I was here first. Or you can just think, I'm just going to go sit somewhere else. Because I, I can imagine as well, you you may not get the ultimate optimal view of these herons and their chicks but herons they don't hang around for long so they're going to be moving about yeah so if you go over to another part of the park you're probably going to see them from a different angle and Mm. seeing them from a different angle might open up a whole new world of knowledge and insight into the heron lifestyle do you want some help no that's what i wanted to say Okay. Um then a foreign gentleman with a crutch arrived. So first of all, gone straight in on the foreign. <laughs> was he was he was he wearing a, a funny flat hat and a string of garlic around his neck? Yeah. Wearing a, a blue and white striped t shirt. Yeah. What or okay. should we just say it? Was he black? Yeah. I mean who knows? Who knows? So then a foreign gentleman. With a crutch arrives and his dog goes tearing into the water, chasing the ducks and moorhens. I ask him to call it out because of the ducklings and chicks. He says, dog is hunter. This is nature. (laughs) (laughs) I bet she didn't ask him, like, you know, because I've done like when I told the story about like having a go at the, um, you know, not having a go, but asking the ref <laughs> there you go see when i asked the when i politely asked the ref to have a little look at the the other players leading with the elbows yeah when i told that story to people who know me they went you, you didn't you didn't go oh excuse me because you you they know how i sounded when i said it and yeah you know she's lying to us and to herself when she writes that she's definitely gone oh yeah I like the bloke's response. Yeah, that's just going to say. Just the simplicity of it. Dog is hunter, this is nature. Yeah. I don't agree uh, with him letting his dog off the lead to attack these birds. But um, when greeted with someone I would suggest was absolutely hysterical at the time, just to give her that response, I quite like him. Well, he maybe spoke that way because he was foreign. Yeah. You thought about that? Of course. Like, like that. Okay, now. Um. Anyway, Carol Copycat comes in, and she says, "I would feel exactly the same as you, Rita." Mm-hmm. Uh, Rita raging says, "I'm still shaking with anger. I just don't get what's wrong with people." I wouldn't have let it go myself. I'm. I'm. I would have. I would have done, I wouldn't have bothered with the, the scallies and their smoking. No. I'd have just moved on, but I would have had words with the bloke as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Glenda Good Old Days comes in and she says, no respect for anything or anyone. Is she talking to uh, Rita Ragin about uh, casual racism? <laughs> she should be, but instead I think she's alluding to the scallies and the foreign gentlemen. 
a Paula pronoun comes in and she says, I wouldn't have called him a gentleman. What would you have called her, him? Or what well, would she have called him? Yeah, we, we'll never know. No. We needed someone on here to say, say to Paula. What would you have what, called him? What would you have called him? Well, William we Onward. Yeah. William Onward comes in next with a suggestion. Oh. Scum. <laughs> this this uh, village, this borough, is a lot more forward than yeah. the one we've been covering in the past. Yeah. But the thing is, this, if you get to suburbs of cities, I think it's going to get a bit edgier than yeah. um, suburbs of Cambridgeshire. Yeah, I, guess, I, mean, I mean, without, without, I mean, Cambridge is nicer, isn't it, than Liverpool? Uh, I don't, mind, I don't mind going on record and on on being recorded saying that. I've been to both I, places. I love Liverpool. One, I've had some of my best nights out ever in Liverpool. I, I didn't say it was better. <laughs> I said it was better, but I meant that I didn't say Liverpool was bad. I like Liverpool as well. I've enjoyed right. Liverpool. But there is an element of being in Liverpool. When you leave Liverpool, you go, you sort of like a, your shoulders relax and you sort of breathe a sigh of relief and you go, oh, that was fucking good, but I need a break. I don't I don't feel like that, but... um. You said I'm sure everyone can hit up. Last time we were on the train. Everyone can hit Liverpool. up at Swedish Lee on Instagram from Liverpool and let them know what your thoughts are on him. Um, Michael, oh, you might be able to help me with my pronunciation of this. Is it a mem or a meme? What? You know, if you you see something, you say, "Oh, look at this mem," or "Look at this meme." Meme. Not be a fucking meme. The meme. It can't be a meme. It's a meme. Meme. It's not. Meme. Look at this meme. I'm going meme. Meme? I've heard people say memes. Mm. Okay, Michael Meme. Yeah. Meme. He pops up anyway with a, a picture. And I don't know who it is. It might be Joe Pesci. I'm not sure. Anyway, but it says on there, this isn't going to bring you any closure. Why did you put the picture up? I think that oh, came the with meme. the yeah, or the meme. Yeah, I'm sticking with meme. <laughs> um, so like he said he said this isn't going to bring you any closure, and Rita like, Raging has yeah. said, um, Michael, that's not even worth dignifying. She is raging. She's angry. She's turning on like if what was the. What was the first woman's uh, that responded to her? What was her name? The first uh, Carol Copycat. If, Carol if Copycat. Yeah. Unless you're you're uh, of the ilk of Carol Copycat and just basically agreeing full-heartedly with Rita Raging, yeah. then she's going to be taking shots at you as soon as you type put words down on the screen. Yeah. She, as soon I as you imagine. stick your head above the parapet, she's after you. Boom, down. You're like you're like the victims in that film, uh, Enemy at the Gates. Your head goes up, boom, you're gone. Uh, Sean's seen it pops in. Um, 
The same guy with the crutch did the same thing in Prince's Park day before cygnets were born. Dog went rearing into the lake, right over to the nest. Mr. Swan went ballistic. So did I. Same response. This is nature. Dog likes water. If him or his dog go anywhere near those cygnets, I will not be held responsible for my actions. Uh, yeah, OK, we've got some meat on the bone here. And it sounds like that the, the dog guy, um, he's worked on his performance a bit, though, hasn't he? Before <laughs> he was given this is nature, dog likes water. water. Yeah, yeah. Now it's. This uh, is nature, it, dog is hunter. Yeah, which is a lot more you know, refined, I think. Mm. But this guy needs to be stopped. There, I've said it. He needs to be stopped. If I was there, I would stop him. I would stop him. We got a, a little lake out the back of our house and yeah. I saw some kids at lunchtime I was going out for a run. And just as I was uh, getting my GPS going on the old Garmin, mm. I see them throwing stones at the ducks. And I just... I just marched over there and I said to them, right, put the stones down. Which school do you go to? Why aren't you in school? And I'm a pretty chill guy when it comes to this sort of thing. But throwing stones at ducks, why, why are you pulling my face? Well, because you're the least chilled person I know, but carry on. <laughs> That's just bollocks. You know I'm pretty chilled when it comes to this sort of, you know. Okay, so you asked him what school you went to. So at the moment, you're over there in your glasses, probably sweating because it's hot, talking to children. How do you think that looked like? From, how do you think that looked from a distance? I was wearing a pair of tight running tights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, don't, I can imagine that didn't look great from any distance. Um, and I said to them, like, what school do you go to? And they went to a school just... Uh, where my daughter was going to, just mm -hmm. around the corner from where we live. So I marched them through the woods and I took them back to the school and I demanded to see the headmaster. Um, and what happened? Well, my daughter came downstairs and saw, like, we basically the person I was talking to, sort of, what do you call it? The one who, uh, the one who sort the of. No, the person who works at the school that's not really a teacher is... Uh, secretary? Oh, if you say, yeah, we could go with secretary. Yeah. She was like, oh, no, I can take it from here. I went, no, nah, no, I want I want a, the headmaster out. I want an action. And then... The, 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 as you I sound said, pretty it, chilled about it. Yeah, well, I was chilled about it. I just wanted something to be done about, like, you know, these kids are like 15 years old throwing stones at, at, at ducks. Just ridiculous. Yeah. And then uh, by that point, like a pretty good, a pretty big crowd had formed, and I'd had, I'd made sure they were stood up against the lockers so that there was sort of a, a small scene that, that, that some more kids could come out and see them, shame Why them. Did they come with you and not tell you to fuck off? I was, I don't know. I'm, I was, I guess, on my, I was pretty imposing. I just said, you know, you're coming with me, and they just went, oh, okay. Anyway. Uh, then my daughter came down the stairs, saw like to see what was going on, saw it was me, and just turned on their heel and like ran up the stairs. And I thought, you know what, that's that's the price we're we're all going to have to pay to to make sure that society runs smoothly. And then uh, one of the kids, one little ringleader, not from the free lads, comes over to me and says, "What have they done?" 
Mm -hmm. They were throwing stones at ducks. He got about 50 kids quacking at these three lads. (laughs) (laughs) So now these three lads are shamed already, but they've got 50 younger kids and kids of the same age going quack, 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 quack at them. I can only imagine what their nicknames after that. And then I went, you know what? I said, these three have been throwing stones at ducks. Deal with it. And then I left and went for my run. And I was wow. really happy with, I was happy with my effort. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I mean, a day in the life of Lee. Um, Tom Tubdumper comes in in response to Sean Seen It. So Sean Seen It ended their uh, comment by saying, if him or his dog go anywhere near those signets, I will not be held responsible for my actions. Now, I will just point out that if Sean's seen it, um, does anything to that man or the dog and gets caught, he will be held responsible for his actions because yeah. that's the way it works. Yeah. You can't just not be held responsible for your actions because you said, oh, I won't be held responsible for my actions. Yeah, that's true. So let's say he said, oh, my response is I'm going to go over, I'm going to break the dog's neck and then I'm going to beat the shit out of the foreign gentleman. He will be held responsible for those actions. If he's caught. Yeah. Because he's not caught. It's a bit like saying, does a tree make a noise if it falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it? Yeah. Anyway, Tom Topthumper comes in. And he says, I wouldn't blame you, Sean. It's not nature at all. It's wildlife versus a domestic dog, not a wild fox. This guy needs dealing with. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Rita Raging comes in. I agree with this. I've copped a lot of stick on this post because it's because I felt powerless. I thought the kids would back me up. Surely no one wants to see a young animal killed. But when they were egging the dog on, I felt murderous. Do you know if it's legal to take and publish pictures of people like Crutchman? (laughs) (laughs) where do you go for your legal advice do you go to a thread of people on facebook for your legal advice crutch man (laughs) oh that's tickled me um you go where you want to you go where you want to you go where you want to go to get the answers you want at that moment yeah you want if you want people to back you up and say you're right then you you find somewhere where people will do that yeah yeah um but i'm with her i'm with her apart from like i said the racial uh the racial connotations yeah uh, which which may you know for for uh balance it it may be totally coincidental you know, she might just be, it might just be another way of describing this guy in case you come across him. Tom Tubthumper comes in. My view is not to name, but show and shame the individual. As far as I'm aware, a domestic dog potentially attacking wildlife, especially swans that are protected in law, is an offence. He needs reporting, in my view. And I don't blame the dog one bit, by the way. It's the crutched man that needs addressing. Crutched man. Crutched foreign man that sounds like a hitchcock movie doesn't it mm-hmm. the crutched man that needs addressing it does you're right 
Um, and bearing in mind, this guy's walking with a crutch. He's hardly running away from anyone. If you need to dress him, why did they not go up and just address him? And this, you know, there are plenty of people. But yeah, like you said, he's got a crutch. Like, what's he going to, how, how bad can he be? And also, if you just went up there and again, spoke to him normally and said, oh, this is like, I understand you've got your slogan, mate, you know, dog nature. Dog is hunter. Water, dog is hunter. Um, you just say, look, there's a time and a place. And what I thought was funny in that that uh, Fred from uh, Rita Raging was that she said that she thought the the lads were going to back her up. Yeah. Did she really think that? And no. when she also said um, that who wants to see uh, ducks torn apart or signets or whatever, those lads probably definitely wanted to see that. Were they even there? Yeah, I reckon they were there. You don't think she's just adding a bit of salt and pepper to the story to give it a bit of traction on the Facebook page? I don't know. I mean, the the, the devil's in the detail. And I think the fact that she mentioned the uh, the, the baby the push chair, push chair, I thought that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. If she is salt and pepper in it, then then that 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 won me over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should you should be able to recognise that and appreciate it because you do that a lot. Don't do that at all. Why the fuck would you say that? <laughs> I'm saying I, I I I lean into this podcast. I offer myself up. I I just tell it how it is. You, on the other hand, try and draw out these kind of stories from me, and sit back and just like love to see. Oh yeah, pull that face if you want. But you just like to see. You know it. I don't know what. I'm lost for words. I'm lost for Rita words, Raging so. comes back in and she says, I agree. The dog is following its nature. He should have it on a lead if he knows it chases wildlife. I'm mad at myself for not getting a photo. Yeah. And Tom, Tub, Tom Tubthumper says, yes, absolutely. Or the dog or he's trained his dog that way. Yeah. Do you think he's trained yeah. his dog to attack Ducklings and signets. Um, how would you train a dog to do that? I don't know, but on the scale of probability, <laughs> scale but of probability, if, do if you I, think he has? But let's just take the probability question aside for one moment. Take it off the yeah. table. How would you, Neil, train a dog to attack signets and ducklings? How would you I, do that? I would. I'd. No. Take some time to figure out what my dog's favourite food was. And then I would get some ducks and cygnets at home, training ducks and cygnets. And I would strap the dogs. I'd starve the dog for a while. Then I'd strap (laughs) the dog's favourite food to the cygnets and the ducklings. Then I'd give them like a 30 yard head start. Then I'd release the dog. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say that's an effective way of training them. Yeah. How would you do it? Would you think there's no better way than that? I would, you know, without like having somebody reporting me to the RSPCA, I don't think there is anything for me to add to that. No. No. Nailed on the head, you sick bastard. Um, Sean Seen, it says, if you get a photo, you can send it on Twitter. 
to the Safer Parks team. As a Safer Parks team? Yeah. I bet that's as useless as a chocolate teapot. Yeah. That's something that sounds amazing. And I think I would gladly push money into that, help people raise money for that sort of stuff, if it was actually done properly. Yeah, imagine you, you're working on the Safer Parks team as a park steward or warden. You're getting paid minimum wage and someone comes running up to you and says, there's a man with a dog off its lead over here attacking cygnets and ducks. And there's loads of scallies getting stoned, winding it up. Can you come and help? Yeah, your answer is no. No, no, I don't get paid enough for that, mate. (laughs) Take a fire time, put it on Twitter. (laughs) No, we need to go with the mob rule here. Yeah, put it on Twitter, put it on Instagram. But the thing is, I think that in that situation, the the concept itself is right. I just think you need to have them in more numbers. Yeah. I think you need to have... and. Let's not fuck around with CCTV cameras and all that nonsense and people manning it from a distance. No, you need to maybe have four or five people in your team, park teams, and you need to be able to go out and hold people to account. Right. Are you proposing a small holding cell on every park? (laughs) Plastic box. Yeah. So you could shame them. Yes. Maybe put them up on a little turret with a with a, a sign labelling their crime. Yeah. A crutch man, he's up there on his turret. Dog's on yeah. another turret next to him. And he's looking going, let me down, let me down, looking at me sad. Like with his, maybe, his, maybe he's got his hands in in straps. Right. In, cuff, in cuffs. And he's looking down. And he's going, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And people could stand and go, what is it? And he goes, this this uh, foreigner, crutch man, as we this know. This foreign him, gentleman. This foreign gentleman, crutch man, uh, is been found guilty by mob rule, upheld by the parks team for uh, violence against small animals. Victor Vale threat comes in. Um, he says... Individuals like that are just vile. Hopefully what goes around comes around. So he Fine. wants Crutchman to be attacked by a dog off the lead. <laughs> That's what he's hoping do, for. Do you think um, Crutchman, but the thing is, Neil, you say that, but that's not what he means. He it's, said, hopefully what goes around comes around. Yeah, 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 I get it. Like, but well, you're, you're being obtuse now. You're taking his literal... Uh, you're taking his meaning as literal. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean he wants another dog to go and bite the owner on the arse. He wants some form of karma to fall upon Crutchman. Right. Like the Parks team catching him, maybe. Attacked by a swan? Swans are fucking horrible. Oh, would have break your arm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sharpened teeth as well. <laughs> Tina Tangent comes in. Um, and she says, same mentality as the guy who called my dad a dickhead on Rose Lane last night because my dad walked in front of his stationary car to stop the bus at a bus stop. He had parked in the bus stop and said, this is a fucking road, dickhead. 
definitely. Definitely the same sort of people. What on earth are you joining this thread with that comment for? You need that, though. So he's walked in front of a parked car to catch a bus. The same mentality as the guy who called my dad a dickhead on Rose Lane last night because my dad walked in front of his stationary car to stop the bus at a bus stop. He had parked in the bus stop and said, this is a fucking road, dickhead. She's got a point. The guy sounds like a bit of a, a nut job. Yeah. I, I'm i a bit... Well, you think it's... Tina Tangent, you think it's perfectly reasonable for her to come into this thread about a dog attacking swans with this? Yeah, yeah, why not? She's just saying, she's just saying that there are people out there that are like, you know, there's a group of people with the same sort of characteristics. And anyway, this guy in the bus stop is a fine line. The other day I pulled out in front of a bus. I pulled in, yeah. I was, I went around the bus and I pulled up and I put the, I, I broke in front of the bus so that I saw a guy running across the road and I basically did it so the bus had to stop so the guy could catch his bus. Oh, that was good of you. So no one's, you know, maybe the bus driver's on the chat group calling me a wanker. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so David Daffodil comes in. He says they all need a slap right up there with the people taking pictures of their kids in the daffodils in Sefton Park the other month. No care for anyone or anything around them. I agree. I don't I don't like people who uh, trample on nature. No. If if some parents get in a selfie or a picture of their kid in the daffodils and, you know, oh, great. There's a picture with like 10 daffodils, but there's a thousand trampled daffodils behind yeah. them. Then no. A slap. Uh, you, right. A slap. They all need a slap. They all need a slap. The guy with the dog, Crutchman, needs a slap. Yeah. Hmm. I think we're making a lot of assumptions about Crutchman because we're only all our evidence. So, do you remember when you did history at school? Check yeah. your sources. Check your sources. So, our sources are loaded at the moment towards Rita Raging. I agree, and I, I absolutely 100% with you on that. I think if you read an article in a in a newspaper, you should try and maybe dig two layers below to see who's funding it and what's going down. Mm. But people won't do that because people will probably only read the headline. Anyway, I digress. Let's see if we can get Crutchman in touch. Oh, that would be good. good. I'd love to, to hear from it. Crutchman. So who whoever sent this thread in? Yeah. If he could maybe help us reach out, reach out. We're not saying approach the guy like directly, unless you feel comfortable doing that, do so. But if we could try and get Crutchman to email us, do a little voice note, whatever. Yeah. And then we could like sort of get his point of view. Maybe he's I am, saying, I am Crutchman. This is voice I am Crutchman. Yeah. Maybe he's, as he is a foreign gentleman, Maybe what he was saying with Dog Hunter, maybe he was saying something completely different. Yeah. Um, maybe Oscar over the top comes in. Uh, yeah, there you go again. Oscar over the top comes in. He says, we are doomed as a country. They're more likely to breed and have kids just like them than, than people who care. 
What? We are all doomed as a country. There, as in over there, but I presume they mean they are. They are more likely to breed and have kids just like them. Full stop. Than people who care. Dot dot. Was he saying that he's? Is he making references to foreign gentlemen? I don't even want to go down that route. Um, and Susie Sensible comes in and says, I think there's loads of lovely kids, but they're often scared to stand up to the feral ringleaders. It's a sorry state of affairs. Yeah. Uh, Brian Bullshit comes in. Uh, dogs are only hunters if that's encouraged by the owners. No. That's not that's not true. Is it not? No, if you get know? a dog, if you get a dog that's a ratter, like a terrier or something, you take it off, you take it out and let it off the lead. It's going ratting. It's getting its head down the hole looking for rats. I, uh, or not. I had um, that's totally true. And I can back that up with a story where is it a really long? It's not really long. Story. No, it's not. But OK. When you when you do that, you add at least. 30 seconds onto it mm-hmm. go on let's hear it i had a, a couple of friends and they had a pair of jack russells yeah and uh someone had left the back door open at their place mm-hmm. in a little uh, village in oxfordshire and uh, the dad come running and go oh, boys boys what have we done with the, the doors open where are the dogs and then they went straight out straight over to the next door neighbors and they knew what had happened the prize winning white rabbit had been Ooh. taken out of the hutch and then we brought the rabbit in and said, this is what's happened to the dad. Yeah. He then thought it was a good idea to wash off the rabbit, wrap it in newspaper and place it on the front doorstep. Because they weren't home. Because they weren't home. Oh, OK. And he, and he wanted to return the, the rabbit that way. Obviously, right. that made things a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, that is going to that is a strange decision. Yeah, but that but that just shows those dogs haven't been trained to kill rabbits. But given the opportunity, dog is hunter. This is nature. By the way, the uh, the person who owned that rabbit Mm. um, was Paul Daniels. No, but he was uh, he is an actor, Mm. famous actor now. He was in that he's in that cop show, uh, the one that you like. Line of Duty. Uh, his surname is Bailey. Bailey or Daly? Bailey. Bailey the bunny killer. No, he wasn't the bunny killer. He was the owner of the bunny. He was the owner of the bunny? Yeah. Ah. It's like this small town uh, police show. They're on a seaside. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Death in Paradise. Um, maybe. Anyway, Jerry generalization comes in. The scumbags in this city don't care about animals, police, teachers, ambulance service until they need them. That is, I could go on. It's tradition to be anti-establishment and wreck everything without a care in the world. They are vermin. Jonathan Bailey. Jonathan Bailey. Yeah, he was in Broadchurch. Oh, yeah, that was good. And he's in uh, Bridgerton. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was there when his prize winning... It was a stage rabbit as well. I remember that. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to get in touch with Jonathan Bailey and ask him to come on the podcast. Uh, so what? So we can apologise or, or me? Um, 
Well, I just think it'd be interesting to hear, so I'd check your sources. Do it. Don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or don't do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm making a note of his name now. Anyway, Michael Mike Drop comes in to end this thread. This area is full of little rats. It's getting worse. Kids and adults making fires, trying to burn down anything wooden. The security are a waste of time and money. We touched on that. Um, if it carries on, I can see the gardens closed. The same in the woods next to the station. Fires and drugs. There you go. He and then no one else right. has no one else has commented. He must be desperately unhappy, disappointed by people not commenting on that. Yeah. Because he has said it exactly at what everyone's thinking. And um People have probably just turned around and gone, hmm, that's better than the top. They're just bored. They're bored of the thread. Something else would have happened and they've moved yeah. on to that. Yeah. You need to come in early with something like that. Don't yeah, you? you need to. Yeah, yeah, you do. We need, we need to find threads where people have dropped a massive grenade, mm. a truth bomb like that. And uh, this has been difficult. It's a minefield. You don't want to get involved in the race. Well, you don't get involved in the racial aspect, but. You you want to you want to uh, say the right thing, don't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. You went quite deep on that, I, and I'd just like to say to all because I can't be bothered to go back and edit it out. There are no allegations that anybody in that thread is a racist within this podcast. Mm. I don't agree. Thanks. Um, so that brings <laughs> us to the end of another episode. Um, Eric was going to be with us today but wasn't who's eric who's eric eric is the person that was on the podcast before you went out a bit more life and was a bit better um i would suggest you genuinely think that because if if you do then i don't mind just like <laughs> walking away from it right now why is he still um, not doing it uh because he is Stitched in you. a rv is that what they call those big camper vans in america yeah. i thought it was in america it was doing motorbiking um, well, he's in an RV now. They can't get around quick enough on his motorbike. So he's doing the tour, but not on his motorbike. Mm. Sounds like this guy can't see anything through properly. <laughs> so until next week, thanks for listening. Do send us whatever is happening in your village to villageincrisis at gmail.com. Or we want to hear from you on Twitter at villageincrisis. Or we want to hear from you on Instagram, village underscore in underscore crisis. Um, and tell us, you know, what men with crutches are doing where you live. I want to find Crutch Man. Yeah. If you, oh, and a shout out to Crutch Man. Send us a message. We will listen. Yeah. Crutch Man, if anyone knows Crutch Man or if I'm talking directly to Crutch Man now, get in touch. We don't judge you. They do, but we want to hear your side of the story. Yeah. So until next week, everyone, thanks for listening. And we will speak at you again next week. Goodbye. Peace out, man. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis.